ladies and gentlemen, fourth and trollers, fourth and troll fantasy nation, where y'all at roll call. Welcome back to the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. That is right. It is fourth and troll fantasy. My name is Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And we have got a wildly incredible up through the roof excitement. Just a beautiful little episode for you guys here on this lovely Friday as we head into what is going to be a great week 11. We saw some good action on Thursday night football. Got to see some stars shine and some new faces do some things. It's going to be a good episode, and I'm excited for it. I'm excited you guys are here. Thank you guys for listening. Wes, how are things? How's it going? My toes are cold. <laughs> oh, Bro, it's getting chilly out here, it man. Is, it's cold, man. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, it's like really winter. Um, yeah. But I'm good. I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving's coming up soon. Uh, we'll be seeing each other soon for the holidays, but things are good. Life is good. Dolphins are on a bye week, so I'm bummed. I'm bummed for that, just as a Dolphins fan. I don't get to see them play, but I'm doing well. How are you, Noah? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm also cold. It's getting chilly out in Arizona. We are down in like the 40s at night, and uh, and then yeah, I'm going to be yeah, I'm going to be in Texas this weekend. Actually, we got any. We got any trollers in Texas? Shout out. Let me know. It gets um, cold in Texas during yeah, the winter. Yeah, it's going to get down to like the low 30s in the nights that we're there. We're attending uh, a wedding of some friends of ours. And you and your beautiful wife. Me and my beautiful wife will be out there. She's a bridesmaid. So always wanted to, you know, you know, have a bridesmaid. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna go with that. Um, this is a good time, though. Yeah, it's gonna be a good in time. A way, yeah. part of the bridal fun. party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna. You know, people are gonna say hi. How do you know the lovely couple? And I go, my wife's up there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I guess that's gonna be my accent because I'm in Texas. So. Right. You gotta blend in. Yeah, it'll be fun. Hi. You know, it'll be good. Hey. Um. But yeah, no, I'm I'm doing good, man. It's gonna be. Really, been fun it's exciting and we had to watch a good game on thursday night pretty good game i enjoyed it i didn't i wasn't started bored. out really good i was bored yeah so it was fun um but yeah like i was saying we got a great episode for you guys today before we jump into it we do want to let you guys know we're going to be taking a little break from fourth and troll fantasy just for the thanksgiving holiday we're not going to be releasing another episode until december 2nd so we're going to get this friday show here then you guys aren't going to get a Tuesday next Friday or the Tuesday after that. We're going to take a few little bit, just a little bit of time off here just to take time and be with family and spend time together. And uh, we, we hope nothing but the same for you guys as well. So we are going to be do some, doing something though, a little bit special on social media over that little break. So make sure you guys are following us on all our social media outlets. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. As you hear us say at the end of all of our episodes, uh, look, you know, look for our mascot, Teddy the Troll. He's that little green guy that you're looking at here on the podcast thumbnail. Um, and on Facebook, you know, I said on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, we're just going to be at fourth and troll, the number four, TH and troll. And then on Facebook, you can find our Facebook page, which is fourth and troll fantasy. Again, just look for the little green guy, Teddy the Troll. 
look for our buddy. He's going to uh, catch your eye there and make sure you're checking us out there and following us and engaging with us. DM us any questions you may have, anything like that. We'd be happy to engage all the time, but especially as we are going to be off of off of the podcast radio waves here for a little bit. Um, and be sure you're just tuning in with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. But with that being said, we've got a great last little episode here before our break. Wes and I are going to go over Thursday Night Football, Titans and Packers, give you some studs and duds. Uh, but first things first, Wes, let's hear the need-to-know news for all the trollers out there. What do we need to know going into week 11? Well, as a lot of us are uh, affected, as fans of football, we have to grieve four weeks at least without Cooper Cup, who went, who underwent angle, ankle surgery. He's on the IR now for the Rams. Uh, they aren't yet willing to rule out the possibility that Cup could return in week 15 after a minimum of that four-game stint on IR. But with the team sitting on a three and six record and on the outside, definitely on the outside, looking in for a playoff spot, there's a chance that the superstar wideout misses the rest of the 2022 campaign. It's a bummer. We'll have to just see. Of yeah. course, Alan Robinson, Tyler Higby can be options for the world of fantasy, but very likely without Cooper Cup for the rest of the season. Very sad about that. Yeah. Uh, also, a surprise, IR. I did not really see this coming because he continued to play after the game. But after Monday Night Football, Dallas Goddard suffered a shoulder injury and is going to miss multiple weeks. He did end up on IR. He will play again this uh, sometime during the season. The Eagles have said that. Uh, it remains to be seen just exactly what the timetable looks like. Who knows if they meant the regular season or if they just mean postseason because they're obviously in a great spot to have a high seed. We'll have to wait because he's been a fantastic option in the tight end position. Uh, the Bears also decided they were going to play someone on IR. Backup running back Khalil Herbert in that dual threat to edit monster backfield. Khalil Herbert is on IR meeting for at least four weeks. David Montgomery will have the backfield all to himself as long as Justin Fields decides to hand it off because he is really good at running as well. So we'll see how often David Montgomery gets the ball. Point being, Cleo Herbert's on IR. Uh, there's definitely a, a quarterback controversy for the Washington Commanders. As Ron Vera said, quote, we'll see on who will start between Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz now that Wentz is off IR. And although Wentz has been activated off IR, he hasn't practiced this week, so the decision is made easier for the time being as Heineke will go under center. Also, Rivera said it's uncertain if Chase Young will earn this week for anyone interested in starting the Commanders defense after what they pulled off against the Eagles. Just something to keep in mind. Uh, if any of you saw Justin Jefferson show up on the injury report with a toe injury, don't be worried. It's nothing major. He'll keep owning the NFL. He'll play Sunday. Don't be alarmed. Everything's good to go. Slot him in your wide receiver one's uh, spot and get ready to watch him dominate once again. Uh, speaking of Rams, as we talked about with Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford returned to practice from the concussion protocol. will start on Sunday, barring any setbacks. He'll be good to go. In Arizona, you know Benjamin? We talked about last time, Eno Benjamin was released from the Cardinals on Monday and was immediately signed the next day of the Houston Texans. Damian Pierce will still be the RB1, but we'll just monitor how much Eno Benjamin eats into Pierce's role, if at all. Also, before Thursday night, Packers released wide receiver Amari Rogers on Tuesday. The Texans also immediately signed him, too. So they've got Amari Rogers, Eno Benjamin in the Houston offense. 
defense. We'll see if they make a difference because not really anybody outside of Damian Pierce is doing much. Uh, also from Philadelphia, AJ Brown rolled his ankle on Monday night football early in the first quarter. They did wrap it up. He did continue to play. He's good to go for Sunday. He's just been limited occasionally for that reason. They get a full participant on Thursday, something like that. He'll be fine. You can start him. Uh, while Jerry Judy in Denver remains to be day to day, Broncos other wide receiver KJ Hamler will miss several weeks, possibly finally more targets for Cortland Sutton, maybe a little bit of Greg Dulcich or as we call him, Greg Noah's savior Dulcich. If you remember him talking about that incredible <laughs> waiver pig last minute. All right. So despite the rumblings of Jameis Winston returning as the starter, not only will Andy Dalton continue to start, but their head coach, Dennis Allen, doesn't know if Jameis Winston will ever be 100 percent healthy this season. So somebody to remember as Noah has been making the case that Alvin Kamara's production may go down if Jameis Winston returns. That may not be a factor with all the PPR that. Um, Kamara has with Dalton. Just somebody to keep in mind for any of your Saints players. Kansas City, my freaking waiver wire ad from like a week ago, <laughs> McCole Hardman was placed on IR on Thursday. And then Juju Smith-Schuster is also uh, did not practice on Wednesday. Same as Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He did not practice Wednesday. So at this rate, Kadarius Tony could just be the wide receiver one in Kansas City. Just keep an eye on how this other receivers play, especially if you've got Tony or anyone else. We'll see if any of them play Sunday. Who knows? Just keep your tabs on all those Chiefs wide receivers. Okay, Ezekiel Elliott. He's likely going to play on Sunday unless there are any kind of setbacks. Now, he himself said he felt good to go last week before they ruled him out against Green Bay. It'll be very interesting to see how he and Tony Pollard are going to split this backfield after everything that Tony Pollard has done in his place the previous two games. A couple more here. DeAndre Hopkins did not practice on Thursday due to a hamstring issue. This is important to note because Hopkins and the Cardinals are going to play on Monday night in Mexico city. So this will definitely be something to monitor. If you're going to slate him for the Sunday games, just in case you need to find a replacement for him. It's always good to kind of put someone in that late window and a Monday night in your flex spot. If something like this comes up, just monitor DeAndre Hopkins very closely. And last but not least the Buffalo bills game that was going to have over six feet of snow. Might have heard by now is getting pushed into the Detroit stadium where the lions play so they're getting moved from the heavy snowfall of buffalo into just an equally cold game in detroit passing game is going to be fine running game is going to be fine it's going to be for their safety as fun as it would be i'm bummed i'm not gonna be able to see all that snow but that's it for the news now let's recap thursday night between the titans at lambeau stadium against the packers noah Pretty interesting game. Surprising for Packers first quarter, first couple quarters. I liked what I saw. Definitely an interesting game. Just want to add on to that. Uh, just want to echo what you said, Wes. I'm very disappointed in the NFL's decision to move this game from Buffalo. It would have been so the, fun. The amount of viewership you could have had on the single game. It would have been the Super Bowl. It would have been the same amount of viewership right. as the Super it Bowl. Incredible. Yeah, we're talking about. All right, let's six feet of snow. They're playing. Let's see what happens here. Like, guys, bad, bad choice. Bad choice. You lost my you lost my viewership. There you go. Now I'm not watching that game anymore. So yeah, you're, you're down Same. one. Down one. There you go. Also down one and uh many more 
one in ones in the loss column is the Green Bay Packers. Because while we yeah uh, maybe this might be a good one, a little bit of a shootout here, and um, yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what we're gonna do with this Packers offense here. <clears throat> Excuse me. What I will say is that Aaron Jones does some seem to still be fairly consistent for you. You know, 14 points isn't definitely he didn't hit projection. I believe he was projected around 15 point something. Um, but 14 points, you're never going to be really super disappointed in. You still have those nine, 18 plus opportunities, 19 opportunities in this game. Just didn't necessarily yeah, seem get you to. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be. You're not gonna, probably not going to lose because of a 14 point game from Aaron Jones. But you know, I you know I had mentioned you know these workhorse backs do get you know do decently against this Titans team. Damian Pierce had a 14 point game. Jonathan Taylor had a 15.5 point game against these guys. Aaron Jones falls right in between there, 14 points. So not too bad from Aaron Jones. Derrick Henry, though, man. Oh, boy. He's good at football. That's a good way of putting it. He's good at football, yeah. He's good for fantasy football owners, too. 25.36 fantasy points, 28 carries. Again, he is just a beast. He gets the ball handed to him so much. It's pretty ridiculous. But 28 carries, 87 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Two targets. Two catches for 45 yards through the air, receiving, and then through the air, passing. He threw a <laughs> touchdown. Apparently, and I'm, we're just going off the box score here, you guys, but someone comment and tell us, or message us and tell us if you remember this, but apparently Derrick Henry threw two passes tonight. I I can only recall one, which was the touchdown pass. Yeah, I I don't know. I, was, I don't know. I if just saw like the a, pass to the end zone. I don't know last night yeah. when he threw two, but well, uh, whatever, whatatever. whatever. He's Freaking Christian McCaffrey stats over here, dude. Yeah, exactly. Twenty five points. Walter Payton walking through the door. Exactly. A great bounce back for Derrick Henry after a bit of a disappointing week last week. I know the Derrick Henry owners are happy to get out to a early kind of lead like that. Um, he did get stuffed on fourth and one. So I'm happy to know that they never wavered in continuing to give him the ball. Like it was early in the game. They got stuffed on fourth and one, but Derrick Henry was very mad. And then uh, Packers defense did well, or Titans defense did well. And then Derrick Henry, I think got the touchdown right after the next drive. Yeah. So I'm glad that they never felt concerned about that one unusual fourth and one stuff against the King. Yeah, definitely. Some must starts doing some pretty good stuff in your guys' lineup for sure. Definitely happy with those performances. And these risky starts, if you listened, you're probably happy with these too. Aaron Rodgers did it again. 19.08 fantasy points, his second most points of the season, just following last week. 24 for 39 for 227 yards and two touchdowns. This was my concern coming in is that, you know, last week he had this kind of performance for fantasy football, but he threw 20 passes. And that was it. And so it was like, oh, man, like maybe this was an anomaly. Like maybe maybe this is just like going to be a weird game for him. No, he came out and threw nearly 40 passes and still did, you know, fairly well for you in fantasy football. If you were one of those people who had Tua or you had Geno Smith or you had Tom Brady or you had who's the other one who's on by Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Right. If you were if you had Trevor Lawrence locks. And you needed to fill in, and you you know you took Aaron Rodgers nineteen point zero eight fantasy points. Not bad. You're going to take that for sure, especially Not in a season shabby. where 
there's very there's very few quarterbacks who are going over that on a weekly basis that you can rely on. So definitely a good performance there for Rodgers. And then this guy that he keeps throwing the ball to, <laughs> Christian Watson, 21.1 fantasy points, six targets, four catches for 48 yards and two touchdowns, and then he had a rush of three yards. 21.1 fantasy points. I, I don't... What do you think, I, Noah? <laughs> I don't know what to do with this guy. I'm like, okay. I'm like, the dude scored five touchdowns in four days at Lambeau Field. Like, oh yeah. Like it. <laughs> I just, I just have the gut feeling that like it's gonna be. Everyone's going to be like, all right, it's time, baby. Christian Watson's the new Adams. Here we go. And then they pick him up and then he gets, and then he gets four points next week because it's like, oh, maybe not. Because at one point in the game, he had two catches for like 20 something yards and two touchdowns. And it was like, Okay, yep. so wait, so what's so like what do we do here with this? Like what are we <laughs> like like what's going on? And like last week it was like three catches or it was like four catches for 108 or whatever it was and three touchdowns. And so it's like okay, so three times you caught the ball, you scored. I I don't know what to do with this guy. He's scoring he, over the last two games, he's scoring he's he's scoring touchdowns at a like a 58% rate on is, all of his catches or something like that. Like, it's just crazy. Like if you took the shot and you bought the hype and you listen, and you took the risk on the risky start from us, you know, congratulations. Like 21.1 is great. I'm just, I don't know what to, I, I don't know what to make of it right, right now. Like I, I like it. It's fun to see, but I'm also like, I also do think like next week you could just get four points and that's, that's going to be that. It's it's very difficult to decipher because, again, in total for Thursday night and Sunday against the Cowboys, he has eight catches, five touchdowns. Yeah, that is B-A-N-A-N-A-S. I yeah. don't even know how. Call Gwen you, Stefani. Like, right. I don't like, I don't know what Gwen, to say. you're listening. You understand yeah. this is B-A-N-A-N-A-S. But but honestly, it's it's the kind of situation where if you have him in your, your roster and you don't have a locked and flex option, yeah, you just I guess now like, I feel like fire you have him to play up again, him. yeah, because we just have to see how real this is. Now, I mean, it's interesting. We'll jump to the other players later, but like Al Lazard had eleven targets, but only five catches. And like Lazard had a had a drop pass in the middle of the open field. Lazard just kept making some what felt like rookie mistakes. And then Rogers would turn to Randall Cobb as more of that yeah. veteranship. And yeah. then he also turned to Christian Watson in the red zone consistently. So I'm worried about Alan Lazard, but I feel like you know, it's either just two lucky games or all of a sudden we've got the new Amon Ross St. Brown from last season in front of our eyes in Lambeau. Second half hero, yeah. I, I mean, there's no yeah. other way to look at it. It's either this is just a coincidence or someone got very lucky by buying into that 
looked like a fluky game on Sunday against the Cowboys. Like and here is Christian, is. is Christian Watson a sell high? Like I'm like I, I like at this point I'm like after two games of this are we like is it like I mean I have him in one league I'm selling him high. Yeah, it's also I mean just for context it's the league that I have Tyreek Hill. Justin Jefferson and Devontae right. Adams in the same roster. I don't need another wide receiver. So yeah, I'm going to sell high. But yeah. again, if you don't have a really good flex option, uh, okay, here, I'm going to put you on the spot and it's going to be a very difficult answer. I think this is the question now. You're going to start Christian Watson or Tyler Lockett in your flex? Um, I'd, I, I'd pro. I'd probably still I'd probably still start Tyler Lockett. I think that's uh-huh. the Seahawks offense is very good, and while two games is great here from Christian Watson, I think if I'm deciding next week, I'd still go Lockett. And I mean, I'm also maybe taking schedule into, the, but not even schedule. I don't, I don't really even care who they'd be playing. I think. I think I'd still go lock it, but it's like, it's, it's a conversation. Like it's a conversation. If yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, Hey, like Adam Thielen, who's averaging seven targets a game this season or Christian Watson. And it's like, yeah, I'd probably hmm. go Christian Watson. Like I'd probably go Christian Watson there. Like it, it, he's probably like a very viable flex option that it feels like, it feels like how I felt about Curtis Samuel at the beginning of the season. Like it was like, yeah, yeah wow, this is unexpected and he's doing really well. And like, I think I have to play him until I have, until I see like three poor games in a row. Like, like I feel like that's where I'm at with him right now. And so yeah. it's very, he, I like that. I like this that will idea. be a great test in week 12 because they play the Eagles on Sunday night football. It will be, if he does this against Darius Slay, it's like, all right, well, yeah, all right. This dude is the next Devontae Adams. Like, this is where we're at right now. Like, this is ridiculous. If he if he scores multiple touchdowns against against the Eagles on on Sunday night next week, it's it, it's he is the net. Yeah, he is this year's Monroe St. Brown, like the second half year yeah. as far as wide receivers go. Because he listen, he's very. They talk about it in the pregame. He's very big and he's very fast. And so they get him on these straight line routes running across the field where essentially it's like, okay, I just need to step on somebody and Rogers to lead me and I'm good. Like that's what it is. And I mean, the first, the, the first touchdown was insane. We didn't, we haven't even talked about that play yet, by the way, that play where it was just like, Rogers was like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to try and get a free play here. Like even Al Michaels was like, all right. And they're going to let it go to the second quarter. Oh, Oh no, they're not. Oh, Oh, it's a free play. Oh, oh, Rogers. Oh, he's throwing it. Oh, and Christian Watson came down with another touchdown. His his fourth <laughs> in in the last five catches or something like that or whatever it is. It was just like, okay, like, what are we? This guy is something else, man. And I get it. I get the preseason hype that we had now because, yeah, I mean, we watched him drop that rainbow of a pass on his first ever play in the NFL against the Vikings in week one. Oh, and I was like, Oh, this dude's done for. And now he's like, all right, well now he's, he's making a name for himself. So Christian Watson, I, what a guy, what, what a, a guy. guy, what a what guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Not much more to say about him there. Let's jump to our don't starts Wes. 
I was very worried that this was going to go very poorly for me after the Titans first drive because this always happens. This always happens. It was like, I was like, don't start Dontrell Hilliard guys. Don't do it. Come on. It's the, I get it. The upside of the 20 points, whatever. First drive, 14 yard receiving touchdown. And I texted you Wes, And I was like, yeah, naturally this happens. Of course. <laughs> um, like when you worded did, it too, you were like, don't get cute. Don't yeah. start Dontrell Hilliard. Don't get cute. Yeah. First drive. First drive. There you go. Just to um, spite you. But I'm so glad that you didn't. If you and I hope you did. You know, because 8.8 fantasy points. I mean, unless you are in a deep league and you are messed up with bye weeks, you're. You know, that's a little bit of a yeah, bummer. If you're in an 18 team league, this is probably a pretty good. Yeah, pretty good lineup for you. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was a don't that, start. I still stand whatever. by it with you. Yeah, he I got he had no you. other production besides that. So. So good stuff there. And then Wes, you as well. Nick Westbrook-Akine. Yep. Anomaly last week. Boom. That one I, I felt much more sure about than Christian Watson, which is why I say Christian Watson was a risky start. But for Nick Westbrook-Akine, it was like, dude, this guy, I mean, I could have I could have been the guy last week for the Titans to get all those stats. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't start exactly. Exactly. A few other guys here, Wes. We'll just outline it real quick. The Packers backfield is still Aaron Jones's. Man, this has been disappointing to see AJ Dillon not involved, but I am, you know, I love Aaron Jones as a player. And so I'm glad to see him finally getting, you know, to to take, you know, Matthew Barry's catchphrase from him. You know, he he Matthew Barry kind of started this whole hashtag free Aaron Jones because when Jamal Williams was still on that team. Mike McCarthy and LaFleur as well would just would just use Jamal Williams in, in the red zone and Aaron Jones wouldn't score touchdowns and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, good to see Aaron Jones get just getting this lead back role and he's doing well with it. But AJ Dillon has been a disappointment this whole season. Um, I was thinking you know. about that earlier when we we're just looking at the stats, only three points from him from last night's game. He was like a fifth round pick. For Dude, we were so people. sure too. We were so sure. We were saying, you know, AJ Dillon is the better value than Aaron Jones because of how much later you can get AJ Dillon in what should have been an offense where they're, you know, Rogers is saying they're each going to get 50 catches this year. You know, it's like what like or 50 targets or whatever it was, you know, and it's just like, he just isn't utilized and, you know, I'm sure he's probably disappointed because, you know, when he's gotten the opportunities, he's done so well, but he's just not getting the chances anymore. So that's a bit of a bummer there. Just 3.3 points from him. Mentioned him a little earlier, Alan Lazard, 10.7 points, 11 targets. You know, you still love to see the target share that Alan Lazard is getting, Um, you know, Rogers besides Randall Cobb, it still seems that, you know, Alan Lazard is, is, most trusted target he can go to. Um, you know, he made the little comment before the season after Devontae Adams made a little comment about Rogers, you know, the the press kind of said to said to Rogers, you know, it's gonna be like going from uh, Adams, you know, to Lazard. And he said, well, when you go from one Hall of Fame wide receiver to another, you know, making a little little joke about Lazard, but showing that he does, you know, he's excited for Lazard to step into another bigger role. And, you know, while it was just 10.7 points and you know that's not that's not the worst. He definitely has got a little more over the past few weeks, but uh, eleven targets is still great to see um, from from Aaron Rodgers, and so uh, good stuff there for him. Ryan Tannehill threw for over three hundred yards. Yo, I mean, 
had they not caught us off guard with that last, you know, that play right. there where it was like, surely they're running the ball with Derrick Henry and then they just bombed it to Traylon Burks. That's the most Mike Vrabel call I've ever seen. Yeah, I loved it. It was fan. great. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, if he hadn't had that, maybe he doesn't go this this high on passing yards. But uh, 19 fantasy points, 19.02 fantasy points, you know. Good performance from Ryan Tannehill. If you needed a bye week fill in, which Wes you did in a league, and you played Tannehill, and he did uh, he did good stuff. Yeah, for you. because I had two in that league. So Tannehill, former Dolphin, filled in for the current Dolphin, and it panned out pretty well so far heading into Sunday. Everybody, yeah, say thank it you, me. Tannehill. Say it with me. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about a guy through two though, <laughs> which is Traylon Burks. You know, eighteen point one fantasy points. I was looking for this guy last week coming back from the injury. And maybe I was a game too early. Um, but I he probably won't be like my top waiver ad the, after week 11 here. But if he's available and I can put in like a like another waiver claim afterwards or something like that, I, I, I'm probably going to add him because eight targets is pretty good. And the plays he made, you know, the – well, they may have caught Jair Alexander off guard. You know, that play, he beat out Jair Alexander on that last play. And that's tough to do. Jair Alexander is a very good cornerback in the NFL. So um, I'm a little interested in Traylon Burks, you know. With any Anytime you trade away a top-tier wide receiver like A.J. Brown and you try and re- you draft his replacement – I'm going to pay attention a little bit. So I'm a little, I'm a little bit interested in trail on Burks. He had some decent games before he got hurt and went on IR came back. Not so good last week. Pretty good this week. We'll see what happens here, but uh, I'm a little bit interested in a little interested in trail on Burks. Not so interested in Robert Woods. 12.9 fantasy points. Isn't bad. I was but looking forward to Robert Woods this season. Me too, man. He's reading good Tree's reports. So disappointing. Him. It's yeah. not been Bobby trees season, but. Um, no. you know, <laughs> it, yeah, it's just tough. I mean, maybe it's coming right back off the ACL injury, but definitely just something you know, we hope can he can turn around for his career's sake. But and then last guy here, another Packers wide receiver. We talked about him, made some big catches on you know big plays. Randall Cobb, Rogers is definitely happy to have him back. Six targets, six catches, seventy three yards. Reliable guy for Rogers, you know. I'll, I'd probably say if you need a bye week flex or something like that, you could probably do worse than Randall Cobb. So it's just, a very good way of putting it. You could yeah. do worse than Randall Cobb. <laughs> Definitely do worse. You know, Rogers is going to look for him at certain points. So he made some big catches. So definitely somebody that could be on the radar for a flex fill in. Anything else from Thursday night, Wes? Anything else? Just, I love, I love Mike Rabel. Yeah. I, you know, I, 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 it, don't be I mean it's it's gonna be weird to say, but like what if this is a Titans versus Giants Super Bowl? I mean they're both oh my gosh seven win teams and nobody's yeah. like really realizing, yeah, they could beat anybody, both those teams. So well done, yeah. the Braves. Um, yeah, I did have one last thing from Thursday night. Just you know, we were talking about we were, we were repeating what Aaron Rodgers was saying about the AJ Dillon production we were going to expect. How many he said like over 40? receptions for both running backs is that is that sound right is that what roger said something like that yeah it was like something 40 like targets or something for both of these guys well right now aj dylan has 25 targets and 16 catches so 
you need to step it up if we're going to see that uh, fulfilled from his preseason prediction. But I don't know. Do you you drop AJ Dillon? Is it time? I dropped AJ Dillon in a league I had him in a few weeks ago. Yeah. I just yeah, I don't think there's any reason to hold on to him besides there's still so much promise if you're like waiting on like an injury. Like I don't I just don't an injury to Aaron Jones, but don't do that because that's I feel like it's dumb to keep somebody around on your team and there's somebody else you can get. Um yeah, I dropped him a little yeah. bit ago. It's just disappointing. All right. Well, just closure then. I guess just yeah, closure on the AJ Dillon yeah. story for fantasy. From 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 not a fantasy standpoint, just real quick, I just the Titans are pretty good, man, and they don't look like they are. <laughs> they've, they they the, you know they were saying they've won seven out of their last eight, and the one they lost was a Malik Willis quarterbacked game against the Chiefs that they lost in overtime. Like they're good. What? Like good. I don't know if because they you know I don't know if it was them getting just absolutely embarrassed by the Bills in Week Two. But something about the culture of that team, and it's they're similar to the Giants. You know, they don't even have AJ Brown. It's like they have Derrick Henry, obviously, who's a star. Giants have Saquon Barkley, who's a star. Some decent yeah. names on defense. Besides that, it's man. If there's a, it's gonna be it's gonna be culture, tight. Giants yeah. <laughs> if there's a culture builder coach of the year award, it would be between Brian Dable. And Mike Vrabel, because it's just these guys just do something with these teams of like practice squad receivers that they, it's like, I, like, I'm like, what are we doing here? But they get it done and it's they get it done. Something else. Good for them. I'm happy for both organizations, especially Me Giants too. who slump for a while. Me too. Enough Definitely. of reality, Noah. Yeah, enough reality. Let's move on here. We'll do one more thing before we close out our show, Wes. Obviously, we got to do some studs and duds for, uh, hey. for week 11 before uh you know before we head off for a bit but Wes let's start out who is your stud for week 11 yeah it's it's short and sweet but I'm saying for this week my stud is going to be Cortland Sutton uh I'm not excited about him for the rest of the season make no mistake I just think this week is a pretty good option so last game Cortland Sutton saw 11 targets that's pretty good. However, he hasn't seen double-digit targets since week five, which is why I was saying it was time to sell him, move on. I know he was a my guy. I had him in my top 10. Maybe he was like number five. I think he, he was, was a top five, five receiver in my pre-ranks. That Broncos offense has been garbage. But here's a, it's been pretty SPDB. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> it's uh, There's probably not going to be Jerry Judy on the field. He's day-to-day. It could have been a lot worse, so it's fairly good to assume he's Jerry Judy's not going to to play. By the time you're listening, you'll have the answer. Uh, and also, KJ Hamler, as I said at the top of the show, is going to be out for many weeks, so he's the only wide receiver. I mean, he could go maybe to Greg Dulcich. Um, they have that other guy, Washington. I forget his first name too. Help me out, Noah. What's his name? Something uh, on the Washington. Anyway, you look it up. I'm going to keep finishing my speech here. But basically, I just think if you need some good PPR value, if you're on a bye week because you've got someone on the Bucks, someone on the Dolphins, maybe you've got DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, or maybe you're riding high with Christian Kirk, but now you need somebody. Corlin Sutton 
I think is going to have a good PPR week. It's going to be beneficial for him. When Jerry Judy's back, I'm not so sure. But I think going forward in this one game, I think you can rely on someone to help you with the bye weeks, help you get a confident double-digit output from Corlin Sutton in week 11. Montrell, Washington. Montrell, Washington. Yeah, I mean, okay, so... Also, one-time quarterback for the Broncos, Kendall Hinton. Emergency quarterback. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, my gosh. Year. I forgot that he was. Yeah, he's still there as well. Wow. What a disaster. I forgot about that game. Thank you for reminding that me. That was insane. Yeah. That was because uh, they all got COVID, and then he had yep. to. Wow. Yeah, anyway, okay. Corlin Sutton, PPR value, no Jerry Judy, no KJ Hamler. It's just going to be him as the top option. The next closest is wide receiver four, basically. I'm shipping Corlin Sutton for this week. Yeah, I like it. And, you know, they get, and they get the Raiders, Wes, who is Russell Wilson's best game of the season was against the Raiders, the Raiders in week five, maybe, I think, something, or week four, week five, something like that. Um, yeah, the Raiders suck. And so their defense is just bad. They just they released one of their top safeties, you know. Um, yeah, I, I like Corlin Sutton. I, I, I'm a little emotional here, seeing a little return of my guy. Um, but it makes yeah. me happy. It makes me very happy, Wes. I'm 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 scarred. I'm jaded. I'm broken inside from yeah. believing in Cortland Sutton. <laughs> really, it comes down to to Russell Wilson. So it's kind of yeah. a a byproduct. But anyway, that's my stud. Who's your stud for this week, Noah? My stud for week eleven. That's right. It's the preseason hype train, baby. It's Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco is a week eleven stud. Listen, he's started each of the last three games for the Chiefs, seeing a higher snap share than Clyde edwards Elaire every week that he started. He's coming off a week where he had a 56% snap share in comparison to Clyde edwards Elaire's 6%. Clyde edwards Elaire played four snaps last week. Andy Reid's come out and said, you know, we didn't mean for that to happen. It was just kind of how the game flow went. I don't really care. I mean, I don't know. You played the Jaguars. I don't know why it was like, yeah, that's how the game flow went. Well, whatever. You still throw the ball a bunch anyways. But the Chiefs get the Chargers this Sunday night, and they have not been too friendly, or they've been very friendly, sorry, very friendly to running backs. And Pacheco has three games with at least 10 carries this season. He's averaging more than five yards per game. Every single game this season, The Chargers are allowing 5.6 yards per carry and 168.7 rushing yards per game against or to their opponents. Pacheco's running mate, CEH, put up 15.8 fantasy points against this Chargers defense while they had Joey Bosa on the team in week two. So I am looking forward to Pacheco getting a good opportunity here maybe having a little bit of a coming out game in the NFL this week against the Chargers. Because it's also worth noting, the Chiefs, as we talked about, don't have Michael Harden for the next four weeks. And the health of Juju Smith-Schuster and Marcus Valdez-Scantling and their availability is in question. Could mean a little bit more creative opportunities for Isaiah Pacheco. Listen, if you're somebody who's missing guys like Kenneth Walker III or any of the Florida running backs, you know, Uh, ETN, Fournette, Rashad White, Mostert, Jeff Wilson, whoever it is, all those Florida guys are on a bye week. 
Isaiah Pacheco could seriously bail you out this week. I think Pacheco can get in the end zone this week, scores first touchdown since week one, and put a, a solid fantasy output this week in week 11. He is my stud for week 11. Isaiah Pacheco, book it. Did Andy Reid actually say that wasn't part of the game plan for CEH? That was, I, I don't know if that was, the, it was something to that extent is that, you know, we, he's to the media or something acknowledged that see someone said, you know, you know, Clyde only had, you know, four snaps, you know, what kind of happened there. And he said, you know, well, it wasn't part of the game plan. It just, you know, it just kind of played out that way. And we're going to do our best to correct that or something. And I'm like, why? <laughs> don't. Yeah, no, like, don't. He's not, he's not good. <laughs> like, don't do that. But, um, yeah, someone did. That was something they did end up saying. So um, that is funny. You know, I'm not taking that too, you know, to heart when it comes to, you know, this pick for my stud. He's a he has a nine point projection this week. So, you know, if you're in a position with bye weeks that you need to fill in, like I am, I'm playing Pacheco this week. So I'm. It's not like I'm. You know, I'm standing by my word. I'm rolling out there with you, trollers. You know, he is in my lineup this week, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it as well. Um, for all the reasons I just stated. So Isaiah Pacheco, week 11 stuff. I'm, I'm excited about it too, because I know Jarek McKinnon has been involved in the PPR game, but the right. way that Pacheco has become a, a very interesting threat in the running back position, he is not the typical ball, candor, ball carrier. I said try to put carrier and handler in the same handler, word. Yeah. yeah. Ball candler. Um, ball candler. Because he's he doesn't feel he feels like a, a wide receiver when he gets the ball. Yeah, he is he very runs, explosive. Yeah. And now the fact that him and Kadarius Tony are sharing the the offense with Mahomes, and of course you've got Travis Kelsey. I'm no Andy Reid. I don't think you're going to make that correction. I don't think there's yeah. anything to correct. Let's manage. You're going to keep. Yeah, I think you're going to keep Pacheco in there. Exactly. And I think you're going to keep eating cheeseburgers because you're going to keep winning because Pacheco's your running back. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I I hope this is going to be a potential locked-in flex option at worst with Pacheco. He's fast, too. He is very fast. He is wearing number 10 for Kansas City in in full stride. He is owning up to the legacy of Tyreek Hill. Yeah. That speed, I like him a lot. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's so in any all of his all three of his games that he's had 10 or more carries, he's broken the 60 yard mark every single time. And I think he finds the end zone. So, you know, if we do that again, you know, if we get 12 carries for 60 yards and touchdowns, 12 points and maybe he catches a ball or two, you know, solid week for a bye week filler. If you need it, I'm excited about it. Pacheco. I agree. I think there's a there's a future. He could be a, a late season savior too if, if yeah. things really heat yeah, up. It would keep going him. this way. They they run the ball so little, but you know, they they they're the pass heaviest team in the league. But I'm just hoping they find something here with this guy that this this is special, and I think they will. So I'm excited about it for sure. Wes, close us out. Well, actually, start closing us out here with your week 11 dud, who is going to just disappoint this week? I am worried about Tyler Higby this week. He's going to be my dud for week 11. Now, obviously there's two scenarios, right? With Cooper cup gone for the Los Angeles Rams, who's going to be the number one option. Is it going to be Allen Robinson? Yeah. 
or is it going to be Tyler Higby? Okay. I'm not saying Tyler Higby won't be the number one option. I just think this week he's going to be really bad. So don't be worried when he has a bad week and you start thinking, oh, maybe it's Al Robinson. No, 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 no. They're playing the Saints. The Saints are by far and large the absolute best against tight ends in fantasy. Okay. Saints defense has only allowed 70 yards once to tight ends. And that's every tight end that they play in that whole game, 70 yards once. Every other game, they haven't allowed even 45 yards receiving for tight ends and only one touchdown the whole season. So the Saints are surprisingly very, very stout against tight ends. That is my concern. That is why I don't think Tyler Higby, even without Cooper Cup, is going to have a good game because the Saints just give it to these tight ends. Now, of course, we saw a pretty good game from Higby last week. Raised some eyebrows thinking maybe he's back. Uh, I'm on the, the side that it was a little fluky because it was John Wolford. And we've seen over the last three games combined, Tyler Higby has three catches in 22 yards combined from the last three games with Matthew Stafford under center. I know, I know that Cooper cup is gone now and Cooper cup was there in those last three games, but my point is just that the Saints defense is really good. So if if there is a confusion about who's the number one option and Tyler Higby has a bad week, don't be worried that we it's a, con, a concrete evidence that Allen Robinson is the guy. No, it just means that the Saints are still really good against the tight ends, and I think that's the reason that Tyler Higby may not be involved right away in this post-cup season. I am terrified to play any Los Angeles Ram, especially this week. So I'm with you on this, Wes. Mm-hmm. I think there's two possible outcomes here. I think Tyler Higby could finish with four points. I also think that there's a possibility Tyler Higby could finish with 34 points. Like sure. it's like it's one yeah. or the other. On this. Am... And I'm like, I'm terrified because it's like, yeah. What, like when's the last time we've seen this offense without Cooper cup? Like what, like, what does this look like? Especially in a season where, you know, especially in a season where Matthew Stafford is not playing well. And the only person he's had a connection with has been Cooper cup. Like, like this Rams team might get blown out. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's like, it, it, it's crazy to think against the saints, but like, like they might just not be able to score the ball, like score. Like, I don't know. Their running game has been good. Honestly, maybe. Their, their, <laughs> their, their passing game has been Cooper Cup. Like, I'm like, like what like what do we do here? I'm terrified. I'm terrified about this offense. And so I, I'm 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 gonna agree with you. I think I'm gonna err on the side of like fear that like <laughs> I just yep, he's gonna suck. And I'm just gonna say that because it's yep, he's gonna done. He's gonna yeah. done. It's this is something that I remember saying in the very first studs and duds, which we did for the Thursday night must starts, risky starts and don't starts. The you know, I was talking about Cooper Cup as the must start for Thursday night as the Bills. Of course, why wouldn't you start him? But as looking at those stats, and just remembering as I'm looking at this, is that Cooper Cup had over 33% of Matthew Stafford's completions last season. Yeah. 
that is the kind of volume that has just disappeared as soon as Cooper Cup has this surgery. So I totally understand. There's it's either Cooper or not Cooper. It's either Higby gets one catch or he has 15 catches and three touchdowns. Yeah. The Saints are not the three touchdown against tight ends team. Yeah. They are the absolute best against tight ends. That is why I'm saying this week. So maybe if you are interested, like, oh, I need to, I want to try to trade for uh, a Rams pass catcher and that cup is gone. Higby does bad. Don't be scared. Maybe try to get him if your trade deadline hasn't passed. I'm not <laughs> sure about that either, but that's my case. That's my pitch. I looked at the numbers. Them's the maths. That's my dud, Tyler Higby. Yep. I like it. I Great. like it a lot here. All right. Close out, Noah. Before Thanksgiving, who is your dud for week 11? Yeah, my week 11 dud is Michael Pippen Jr., wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. He's got a 13.8 point projection this week. Listen, he Pittman's going to receive the Darius Slay treatment this week. And while Terry McLaurin just put up 20.8 fantasy points against Darius Slay, I think that probably only fueled the fire for Pittman to get absolutely locked down this week even more. Uh, it's been five weeks since Pittman was the team's leading receiver. And while I know Sam Ellinger played some of those games, Pittman has been the team's leading receiver just three out of eight games that Matt Ryan has been under center this season. Just three of those games, Pittman has been the team's leading receiver. He's projected 13.8 fantasy points this week, like I said, and that's a mark he's only reached once over the last seven weeks. And, you know, while Pittman probably does have to be in your lineup based on, you know, where he was drafted, that sort of thing, he's probably a better option. Maybe you've got some people on bye weeks. He's probably got to be in your lineup, but I'm not excited to play him if I'm a Pittman owner. And, uh, yeah, Michael Pittman Jr. is a massive dud this week for week 11. I'm disappointed that you found those stats because now I'm like completely out on Michael Pittman for the rest of yeah. the season. Yeah. Wow. I remember hearing a lot of people just like side-eyeing each other saying like, you know, I think Michael Pittman might be one of the best steals of the draft. I mean, because he was really good last season, a great PPR value. I don't remember if he was top 10, maybe top 15, but people he were was like, very yeah, close. yeah, Michael Pittman was really good. And I think, you know, you get someone like Matthew Stafford, who's a little, uh, less careless than Carson Wentz. I think you have a good shot to get someone great. He too has been a disappointment. He had a, he had a couple of like a good game week one, week two, something like that. But since then, and then you solidify it with math. Dang it, Noah. There's the maths. Yeah. You know, th that one that, you know, he's beaten that 13.8 mark once. That was the one game where he had like 13 catches for 130 yards game. Um, besides that, he yeah. stayed under 13.8, you know, six of his last seven games. Uh, disappointing because I like Michael Pittman Jr. a lot, but it just seems like Matt Ryan doesn't care who he throws the ball to. He's like, I'm going to get the ball out of my hands so what I was that? don't get hit, so I don't die right now. What was that stat about? He wasn't even the leading receiver for like five games. Yeah, he's been the team's leading receiver just three out of eight games with Matt Ryan. Understand? <sighs> else is catching Alex Pierce, Paris Campbell. Those two guys have been high, like, uh, like a, a higher up receiver uh, in, in the box score for these, for this, for this Colts offense. You know, it's, it's crazy to think, you know, we talked about Alec Pierce after the Broncos game, 
you know, we said, you know, maybe this guy is going to be okay. And yeah, him and Paris Campbell have been a really solid duo, um, you know, outside of, you know, three wow. games for, for Michael Pittman Jr. So a bit disappointing of a season for MPJ, but hopefully, <laughs> you know, hopefully there's going to be a couple more, you know, spike games for you guys, you Michael Pittman Jr. owners, but I don't think this is one of them. Darius Slay is not happy about getting lot you know getting exposed by Terry McLaurin and then taking an L as well. So I'm expecting him to just absolutely lock up Mike Pittman Jr. And uh yeah, we're gonna have to see what happens. Dang. Dang. You're good at your job, Noah. Thanks, Wes. I'm out. I'm out on on MPJ. It's the facts and the maths, baby. Them's the uh, maths, baby. There we go. Listen, that is going to be all the time we do have for this episode. Again, before we go, just a reminder that we're going to be taking this little break for the holidays. We'll be back December 2nd to recap Bills at Patriots. We're going to be excited about that game with you guys. And uh, make sure you're following us on social media. Like I said, we're going to we're gonna have some cool stuff going on there. Maybe, maybe, Wes, we'll tease it a little bit. Maybe we're going to be doing a little, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of Instagram live, live Q&A, oh. answering some questions mm-hmm. for you guys going to be a fun time. Make sure you're following us on social media. Wherever you're listening, we'd appreciate it if you gave the episode five stars and write something funny in the review so we can give you a shout-out next time. As I said earlier, we're on social media everywhere at 4th and Troll and on Facebook at 4th and Troll Fantasy. Look for our mascot, Tidy the Troll, and make him smile by giving us a follow and joining us next time every Tuesday and Friday except for the next two Tuesdays and the next one Friday. I'm Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And this has been 4th and Troll Fans.